0: Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday to you live from the Hideaway. Sure i took a lake uh, golf club. I can't speak. I need to, 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 to stop. Actually, if I keep doing that, everybody's going to think it's just their internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. You guys at Gaz's house doing the show? <laughs> I'm in a tunnel. Uh, we are here. It is a uh, football Sunday. I am miserable for uh, what I would believe to be very good reasons. I'll do another Bloody Mary if you if you got the time. I'm not I'm not proud. That's a nice not, segue in there, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: just into the Yankee game, <laughs> right?
0: Right. I mean, right then and there, I knew I knew that there was nothing to be happy about. Um,
1: yeah, we're here at the Hideaway, and that's that's what I got for you. That's where I uh, that's where I live. That's where I stand. lavac I did not think we'd be talking Yankee baseball out of the gates. So there's such a great. College football weekend, an awesome NFL weekend to get to. But unfortunately for Yankee fans like yourself, we have to talk about what the hell happened last night involving the Bronx Bombers. That's what happened. You hear that?
0: So that's a full breakdown of the game. It's a fart noise. Fart noise. I knew I was in trouble when I lit the cigar in the backyard and there was no draw. You know what I mean? It was too tight, too tightly packed. And uh, you know, I just didn't. I just there was something I knew we were in trouble. I knew it was going to be a problem, and uh, sure enough, it was indeed that. Luis Severino was not good, but he he leveled out. You know, he got himself together. Trevino came out; he was okay. Daniel Lasagna was okay. Peralta not okay. Schmidt not okay. And Yankees back to their old ways of yeah. We don't like getting hits with runners in scoring position. We don't we don't enjoy getting runners in the scoring position. Who needs small ball? Nobody could ever beat a team that hits
1: home runs with small ball. (laughs) Ha-ha. And here we are. It might be too hyperbole this early on a Sunday morning. You're high? But the decision to put in Clark Schmidt over Clay Holmes, the closer, the New York Yankee franchise known for closers finishing playoff games, Rivera, the Hall of Famer, our role as Chapman, sitting at Miami, watching the playoffs, not on the roster. Aaron Boone decided, with the season potentially on the line, I know they got another game coming up, but now it really is on the line. Hey, we're not going to throw our closer in the bottom of the ninth, even though he pitched yesterday under 20 pitches, even though in the post-game press conference Holmes said he was good to go, although Aaron Boone said he wasn't good to go. Miscommunication, somebody's lying, not quite sure. They decide not to throw homes. The closer on the team. They put in Schmidt, a starter, out of the bullpen. He gets shelled for whatever that term is in the ninth inning, blows the game, it's over, and the Yankees lose to the Guardians because they don't throw their closer in the bottom of the ninth inning. Like This is one of the worst decisions it feels like we've seen in baseball in a long time. It feels, and as a Yankee fan, I'm going to defer this to you, like a worse decision than when Girardi in a similar series, I believe also against Cleveland decided not to replay and review a play in that ALDS. And he took a lot of grief for not replaying a situation in that series, but the Yankees eventually won that series. Anyways, this feels worse than that. Not throwing your closer in the ninth inning in a pivotal game.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it it didn't work out. I can tell you uh, hindsight being 2020, it was a bad decision. I'll go with that. Um, There's got to be a reason, right? Like, there's got to be something behind it. You know, the the three the three run lead, the whatever, you know, the two run lead, whatever the hell. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning was. Maybe he just maybe he saw Smith had a good uh, a good bullpen. I I don't know. I I just I've just reached that level of like you can see this this Yankee team. You can kind of see when they're going to fight and when they're not. And this looked like a game they were going to fight in. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, here we go. Like Judge hits that two-run home run to tie it up early because early I was like, "Wow, Severino is completely crapping the bed. They're in big, big trouble. We're not, we're not even going to get out of the third inning before this thing is over." Start planning how the, you're going to do your pitching tomorrow. Um, then Judge hits that home run, and I'm like, "Okay, all right. This is one of those fight games where it doesn't matter what you do; they're going to win." And as the game went on, it became kind of clear that it wasn't really a fight game. It was more of a, "Hey." Let's get the crap beat out of this game. Let's, let's, let, you know what? People are too comfortable around here. Let's
1: go down. Let's go down two one. Let's do that. Did you see the stat that ESPN has been showing today on the ticker about the New York Yankees in the ninth inning of in the postseason? The New York Yankees lifetime going into the ninth inning were one hundred and sixty seven and oh leading by two or more runs in the ninth inning. One hundred and sixty seven and sixty seven and0 Sixty-seven and one, in one now. Hundred sixty-seven and one. Um, is it too yeah. easy to blame Boone?
0: Because no, like know, you, you mean, went through all like yeah.
1: Severino was good, Judge was good, everybody else was good. You got in this position where you can win the game. Yeah, and people are gonna point to Boone and be like, you overmanaged. You and I earlier this week, we've done three shows this week. At the Hooter show on Thursday, we can go back and listen to. You gave me a little bit of grief because I was like, guys, it seems like gloom and doom because the Yankees yeah. got to play four and four. And they have to on potential game five, not throw their best pitcher. It feels like Boone overmanaged like this was not a hard one. Hey, he threw less than 20 pitches. He's your right. closer. You got to get the win. You got to get up in the series. He probably was thinking about game four and game five and thought, OK, we're up two runs. 167 and 0. all we need is a few outs. We'll save homes to push us to the ALCS. Boone overmanaged, overthought it. The analytics, God, I'm mean, going to puke because analytics has taken over all the sports, even worse than it's been the last six or seven years. It really feels like Boone overmanaged and overthought that it really hurt the Yankees.
0: So here, here's the thing. Yes, it's Boone's fault unless it's not. And the only way it's not Boone's fault is if he's willing to do something that could get him fired. If he's willing to come out and go, no, this was analytics. They made me do this. This was this was, this was was a decision from on high of... Well, the analytics say, Schmidt's the answer here. And I went, no, it's freaking Holmes. Like, let's let's deal the hot him. Joe Torrey's putting Marion Rivera in that game. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Joe Torrey is doing that. Torrey, Torrey, Joe Torrey's putting Wetland in that game. That dirty effort. But, like, this, yeah, no, it, it's, I kind of, I'm hoping Boone has, like, a full Ron Rivera moment where he just tells the truth all of a sudden. Hey, Ron Rivera, why aren't you as good as the other team's quarterback? Like, and then, he you know, he'll have to walk it back the next day. But still, if he just comes out today and goes, like, hey, why, why, how'd you lose that game? Because they told me to. They told me to lose the game. They told me what to do. Ugh. And, you know, judges out there saying all the right things. We're going to get this win tonight. We'll bring it back to the Bronx. Um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It was pretty depressing. It was a depressing moment. And, and and when you look at the way the rest of the playoffs are going, do I have a lot of reason to believe that the Yankees are going to just come out and handle business today? I, I, don't, I don't necessarily have a lot of reason to believe that. <laughs>
1: no one else did maybe managers can stop throwing starters out of the bullpen almost 10 years and if someone has one please at Tom Goss TOMG it was easy on Twitter underneath the show if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook at the Jeff Levack on Twitter the only time I can really confidently say wow starter out of the bullpen was the right move in the playoffs over the last 10 years is Madison Bumgarner game seven against the Royals in the World Series now that is a lumberjack that is Paul Bunyan Coming out, he, he won't, like, that's one of the well, great... Randy
0: Johnson and Curt Schilling for Arizona, didn't they both? Yeah, so close? that's what, yeah. 20 years ago? Yeah.
1: Crazy to think about that. That's, that's that long ago that it's really a rarity that you and I just listed three pitchers of the last 22 years that have done it. It's the hard to have only, a starter come out in the postseason. The, o- the only problem spot. I have with it is if, it, it, like, if
0: if Severino gets chased in three or four, you know, even when he first comes out, if you go ahead and throw somebody in right then, because you need to eat the innings and you think that, they 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 got it figured out. I have no problem with it. It's when you put them in in place of a guy who's built for that. Yes. Like that's when you it. when you put him in in place of of, of Clay Holmes who, who is built to close the game. When you put him in in place of a Johnny Lasagna who's been a, a great middle reliever or stuff like that, like a setup guy. Like that's when I have a problem with it. That's when it doesn't make sense to me because again, it's not like there's no way you go into that last night and and openly tell everybody like Look, I'm just not gonna burn out Holes because I I'm I feel like I have a better chance to win the next two games. Because even with Garrett Cole on the bump, you're gonna you're gonna see Bieber again now. You know, you're gonna and and Quantrill's not bad. He's very, very good. So like you're gonna see their best pitchers again now. Both of them. Where if you win last night, you see Quantrill with Cole on the mound to close this thing out. And that's the kind of game where you – that's why you're paying Garrett Cole $75 gajillion a minute, like, because he's going to come out there and throw seven and two-thirds, lock it down, get it done for you. He's going to give up a home run. He always gives up at least one. That's his thing. He doesn't feel like he's breathing until he gets up a home run. I get it. It's like getting punched in the face in a boxing match. You know, you're not in it until it happens. But, like, now you're going to see Bieber again, too. It's going to be Cortez versus Bieber. And you're going to go into – if it all works out for you, if, and this is if. This is if you get through today, even with the way you've been playing – Tonight so was 705 first 705, yep.
1: Um, standalone game.
0: Yeah, a lot of standalone games today. Um, it, it, you you now are going to go into a series against the Astros with Severino on the mound or, or Garrett Cole on short rest.
1: The short rest thing, I'm glad you brought that up, that, that last point there, because that's what's scaring me if I'm a Yankee fan about that term right there. Because we just watched yesterday Aaron Boone say, you know what, Holmes is on short rest again, less than 20 pitches thrown. We can't throw him again. Oh. Hey, Garrett Cole's in a spot that he's not used to in his career. Whatever that start comes or whenever, how many innings he throws, we are understanding that the postseason doesn't follow regular season rules. Trying to project where guys are going to go, that's just not how it happens in the postseason. However, Aaron Boone now has me, I think you texted me this term earlier this week, in a mental pretzel yeah. of how to figure out the series and where it's going to go from here. You would think it should be the Yankees tonight. I would hope it's the Yankees tonight. Just getting this thing to five games. But, boy, that was a really, really, arguably the worst decision of Aaron Boone's managerial career. And that guy's taking some heat when he hasn't had to. That one last night was bad. And, and you just extended him, too, by the way. So stop saying fire him because you're not going to be able to. <laughs> you just
0: extended him. Yeah. If he goes, you got to take cash with him, which I know some mm-hmm. of you guys love that idea. But I just don't see how that makes it better. And, and my favorite part about this, let's, let's not forget, the people screaming the loudest about everything that's wrong today, are the ones who called me a moron in the beginning of the year when I said they could win the American League. That's right. So the fact that they're here, you should just be grateful.
1: I get to bitch because I said they could be here.
0: They've <laughs> gone farther
1: than the Rays. They've gone farther than the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and preseason Orioles. Oh, no, the, the Red Sox
0: have gone farther. They're all on vacation, like Barbados or golfing in the Keys. Like they don't. They've got vegetables in their drinks yeah, as well. They, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They're gone. They they they're living the high life, buddy. Her. That's frozen. For that our audio audience, LeVac was just eating celery. And it was a frozen because it had been sitting on the ice by itself for a little bit. So <laughs> that almost hurt. That was almost a problem. Uh, all right. So, yeah, so Yankees tonight, uh, hopefully they push this thing to a, to a game five. But um, meanwhile, what just like we drew it up in the National League. I mean, just like – just I mean, I think when everybody sat down, they went, you know what I really expect? The five and the six seeds to advance. The Padres and the Phillies are going to go after it. It's going to be
1: great. Um, what about the Braves and the Dodgers? Who come on? Those guys are so last year. So three one hundred win teams are not hitting the LLS, the LCS now. With those two teams getting bumped, the Padres come from behind just like we gave you those stats about hundred plus and zero. Yeah, the Dodgers were like that same thing for their franchise. San Diego rallies. I had to double check with you before we went live today. Be like, I know I saw this yesterday, but just to confirm, it was eighteen innings, yeah,
0: one nothing Houston, yeah. and then
1: also Philadelphia. They take down Atlanta earlier in that series, in between when we were off the Reese Hoskins home run where he Gronk spiked the bat, was one of the coolest <laughs> things ever. And they have this cool mix, Philadelphia of, you've got the home run hitters, and they also mixed in a little small ball, so it was like a cool mix of Philadelphia what they're doing. I, I just out of those two series, I'm a little annoyed by a Dodger fan and Dodger manager Dave Roberts. And everybody else like, yeah, we won 110 plus games, but. It really felt like a crapshoot in the postseason. We had to play that series. Shut up! It's like, dude, you won hundred. T- don't don't blame the postseason format. You right. got to buy. No, nah. it's not. And it's not
0: like you got surprised with it too. No, it's not like all of a sudden, like, like okay, you ready? Here goes the wheel of how your playoffs are going to work this year. Did it? Did Oh, look, you are. You no, you knew
1: what it was getting into. It plan for it. Um and you've been the, smacking the around and you've been smacking around San Diego. It's not like San Diego Ooh. was a team that like you'd struggled against. You've been beating them up right. time and time. People thought it was a done deal. You wanted San Diego. You just didn't get the job done again. That just means that more of us
0: have to see um Blake Snell's fart face. You smell know that? <laughs> I smell fart. That's what he looks like. Um, no, and, and the Padres are exciting too. So it's kind of fun though. You know, that's that team that like you keep going, oh, they're gonna make it at some point. Well, here they are. I think this is gonna be a fun series between the Phillies and and the Padres and I love I love now former future Yankee Bryce Harper as his mantra is we're not losing this game. We're not losing because that's what he said. They go to the rec- like, what did what did Bryce Harper whisper to you when you when you went by him? So we're not losing this game. We're not losing this second game. We're not doing it. And I love
1: that. Like he's becoming a full blown leader. There's a lot of stuff about Philadelphia and San Diego, even though, as you mentioned, the five and six seeds in the postseason. To their credit, was just a few years ago, and I'm glad you brought up uh, future Yankee Bryce Harper. Because former, going, future Yankee. former future Yankee Bryce Harper. Because going into that postseason, everyone knew San Diego and Philadelphia was going to be the most aggressive in that offseason. In similar fashion to the Mets, in the most recent offseason. San Diego and Philadelphia said, we're going to spend money. We're going to go get Harper. We're going to go get Machado. And within the last two years, they both fired their managers. So they said, OK, we're going to be aggressive for players, and we're going to say if this manager's not working, we're going to bring somebody else in. It worked because they're both four games away now from playing for a World Series and bringing that home. And those are two really good franchises they took down. If you're the Dodgers, my, you got the World Series in COVID. Mm-hmm. And it, some people will put an asterisk next to that just because that's what the world <laughs> was back then. But we are approaching Atlanta Braves '90s territories for this Dodger franchise. Now they have only one World Series for how, how stacked and how successful in the regular season that team has been in Atlanta. Philadelphia's just better than you. That was a, it, Met fans got to be pissed because they're like, man, we could have taken down Philly. That could have been us out there if we didn't blow that lead in September.
0: Yeah, and and uh, and, and they they did. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and spoiler they, alert, they, they, did. And they did. And by the way, the Astros haven't lost a game yet. In
1: the postseason. pretty good.
0: Yeah. So, I guess that's where I'm at right now. Um, I can't root for Ian Anderson, even though he was injured, you know, with the Braves. I can't root for the Mets. I root for the Yankees still, obviously. Can't root for the Dodgers. Tommy Kainley's now out. I, I, I don't know. I know it's not his fault, but for some reason, I feel betrayed by big old TK. Oh.
1: Uh, Ouch.
0: I like him being a Yankee so bad. Like, he was, so, he was one of my favorite, like, guys as a Yankee. And I know it's not his fault. Like he had to go where the money was and everything. He got hurt too. Yeah, like, yeah. But it's respond. just something. Something about like I'm very bitter that he's not a Yankee. Like it's completely irrational. And I think he's I think he's a good dude. And I I think he's a hell of a hell of a pitcher. I'm very bitter that he's
1: not in strike. Right. Very bitter. I used to love when he'd come out like all crazy and freaking throwing just gas. It could be double bitter too because he probably would have been the arm they threw last night right over Holmes potentially. Or well, they were throwing earlier, which would have pushed
0: like the lives to go back or yeah. something. Yeah, whatever. But um no, so that, like so here we are. Now we're at a point where I need the Yankees to win two games over an inferior Cleveland Guardian Indians team, depending upon who you're broadcast you're listening to, and um, to go to the Astros who are right now a buzzsaw. So yeah.
1: I felt good. I'll let you take more sips of that Bloody Mary while Mm. you go through that. And I'll talk about our friends at Mohawk Honda. Don't forget, it is now October. It is the fall. Things are changing. The weather changes. And now you can change your vehicle. Shout out to Scott Moynihan. By God, I keep saying he's back. 30-plus years of experience in the automobile, automotive. Wow. Wow. Automobile industry. Automobotive. Can we have that as a graph? Yeah, push that Bloody Mary away from me. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, New York is the spot for you to find a new ride. The supply chain is still very different right now. I don't know how much longer we'll be talking about that being the situation, but take advantage of it right now. Mohawk Honda. Check them out on social media. The 2023s are on the way. That means great deals on 2022 rides are coming for you. Vac, you and I both love our cruise over at Mohawk. We've got our wonderful vehicles sitting out here in the parking lot at the Hindaway. Now you can have that for yourself as well. Oh, we parked a little too close to me. I'm going to have to go talk to them. We will be broadcasting. A three-stage
0: paint, coat, paint shop, my friend. That's.
1: Mohawk Honda live on October 27th. So that's a Thursday. A Mark that promises. on your calendar. October 27th, we'll be back at Mohawk Honda. LeVac will be coming back from a road trip, flying yep. in. Who knows? Maybe it might be a virtual show. We'll see how it all comes together. But we hope that you're there buying a new ride it's That's Mohawk, a direct Honda. flight,
0: so I should be okay.
1: Direct the, right to Mohawk where that like no, private airport is? I don't have airport a have is? No stopover from no. Atlanta
0: straight to Albany. Okay. So as long as I have a vehicle to get me to my, my you know where I need to be, I should be, I should be good. Like if I had a, it's always when you have a layover that you're like, oh, okay, we're screwed. Just straight
1: flight, straight shot. Greg Johnson, Lindsay Harden, Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna, MJ, VIP man, Morales, John and service, everybody well, else. I
0: put myself in first class for that ride home. I have some points Do it.
1: saved up. That's a shorter flight. I want to save that for a big flight. Oh, all kind like a, <laughs> where that's they like oh, always go out of their way to please you. The kings of the automotive industry. Ooh, automotive. What kind
0: of automotive you be driving? Um, Alright, that's a uh, there's that, you know. I'm I'm so happy. I'm just not happy. Should not, I change the, the ticker to the automobotive? I wouldn't. No, keep I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. i people are like people are gonna start to worry about you. People are gonna worry about What's you. Especially, Bloody Mary? I think like I think you maybe party a little too hard. I think you went a little too hard yesterday. <laughs> The Last you, time the Syracuse Orange football team started a season six and zero, I believe, was what nineteen eighty seven.
1: Nineteen eighty seven, Levac, That is correct. Yeah. Which
0: would make you minus thirteen years or something like that. What, how thirteen old were years. What? I was not born yet. How? No, I'm
1: saying how old? How old? What year were
0: you born? Eighty nine. Yeah. So okay. So you minus minus two. I thought you were minus two. I thought you were even younger. I, I was giving you. I was giving you hope. Thank you. Uh, Thank your hairline you? tells me it's not. Oh but, man. Her um. <laughs>
1: I'm fired up, man. I got to that tailgate at 1230, and it was one of the most packed tailgates I think I can remember. No, I'll go further than that. Since I've actually been like in the tailgating scene as an adult, that's the most packed I've seen a tailgate in my lifetime. Awesome. And if you know the Syracuse area, you gotta walk a little bit of a ways to get to the almost called it the carrier dome, the JMA wireless dome. Isn't it like the Ernie Banks field or some field of dreams? Ernie Davis field, legends field. How dare you? how dare care. you not Ernie Banks from the Cubs let's play two uh Syracuse overall is a school that is massive if you told me Syracuse right you now how many championships Ernie Banks won zero versus, right versus Ernie Davis Davis got one 61 uh, national champs right now 61 Heisman uh, 59 national champs yeah nerd. six and oh for the first time in my lifetime and if you told me they're gonna be two and four in mid-October I probably would have preseason nodded my head and said yeah that makes sense two and four is good you'll be fighting for the pinstripe bowl or the Fenway bowl in the last week of the season the regular season and you hope to get six wins the over under going into the year was four and a half did you bet that thanks a lot our friends in New York you can't bet those oh right, right. And all does that doesn't mean you stuff. didn't
0: bet it it just means you didn't
1: bet it legally I did not bet mean? that but now you... college game day wasn't there and shout out to Bear Felica by the way much love to Bear Felica giving it back to people on the game day set, saying somebody gave him grief that he didn't want to be there. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to be here. I want to be in Syracuse. Go orange. So, yeah, people even on this game day set said they wanted to be in Syracuse. Now, <laughs> breaking down the actual game, uh, did Syracuse benefit from NC State's quarterback, Devin Leary, who Peyton Manning called the number one pick in the upcoming NFL draft? Yeah, that helped. It also helped that Syracuse's defense didn't allow a touchdown. But at 6-0, and you're getting Clemson noon ABC next week. It is an awesome win for the program. Syracuse football is going in the right direction and the expectations can change now with no disrespect to the pinstripe bowl or the Fenway bowl. Why not talk about an ACC title game appearance, a new year's day bowl game in Florida, like the Gator bowl or the Dukes Mayo bowl or a college football playoff appearance. I wish it was two years from now where if you get in the top 12, you're playing for a chance for a national championship.
0: What, um, Hmm. Doesn't Do you have to wait till next week to get, to get that hyped up? Or are you
1: afraid that next week ends it? Because I think what, next week is going to tell you who you really are. I'm hyped up now. I would say that if the line was posted today, I would say it's six and a half. Now, some people are probably going to mock that line and say it's not six and a half guys against Clemson at Clemson and Death Valley.
0: I know, that the, I know the matchup predictor at ESPN.com gives you a 17%
1: chance of winning. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Does it give is it? Is it six and a half? Does it give me a line there? I know a lot of other people think it's going to be closer to thirteen and a half. I know that's I a huge difference. A, they okay. haven't put it up All yet. Right, good.
0: And of course, we can't look at DraftKings because us betting on Syracuse hey. in in at you know at the Hideaway in Saratoga Lake Golf Club is going to uh, is going to shift the you know the the stature of the program.
1: We're going to use it against them. I would say this is the worst Clemson team of the last. 10 years? I don't know if they are. I just don't De-
0: think they win pretty. No Deshaun Watson, no Trevor Lawrence. But they win ugly. They just win, but they win. They they drag you into the to the deep end of the pool, and they and they make you swim with
1: them for, for an hour, and, and people can't do it. It's sort of like that boxer that wins the cards, right? You kind of lean on somebody, get yeah. a few jabs in, not a knockout punch, just kind of lean, 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 and hope it benefits you. That is definitely the Clemson team. That's a, that's a spot on comparison to what they are. I'm very excited about that game. It is a huge deal. Hey, what's up, man? I think I
0: think it's going to be – so it's a compliment to you guys that no no time is set for your games except for next week. Like, they're going to – Qs might be a draw for the rest of the season, so they want to make sure they got you where, where you can do the most benefit. But here's what you're looking at for the rest of the year. At number four, Clemson. Is that – if you – is that one of those games where as
1: long as you play them well, you're happy? Is that one of those? If they were two and four, I would say that. If they were three and three, yes. But – if you beat Clemson, you are sitting atop the division in the ACC. You've got a chance for a conference championship. You've got a chance for a college football playoff. I would usually always say yes to that. I hope they beat Clemson. I want them to beat Clemson. Well, obviously you
0: want them to, but are you like if they lose to Clemson in a in a, in a very tight game, well well fought game, are you walking away going, all right, I'm still okay with us, because you're going to be unreasonable if, if they beat them. Yes. Like, if they
1: beat them, you're going to start talking national championship. I'm going to be really sad if they lose to Clemson. I will be more disappointed in this Clemson loss than even when they were a huge underdog and beat Clemson. The most recent Clemson game when Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback, you and I were texting throughout that entire game. I was really – they were one third down stop away from beating them that time in Death Valley. I know your point you're trying to get at. If you go 10-2, and two guys, and you're Syracuse, that's a great season. Right. If two of your losses are to Clemson and I don't know, Florida State or Wake, Right. that's a great season. Ah, I, I would be sad. I know what you're saying. You got to be reasonable. I would still be upset if Syracuse lost to Clemson. All right. If, if I told you you're going to have one loss the rest of the year at Clemson,
0: home for Notre Dame, at Pitt, home for Florida State, at Wake Forest, at Boston
1: College, you got to feel pretty good if it's only Clemson that beats you. Yeah. I guess I look at that Notre Dame game, and I know Notre Dame lost to Stanford, that Notre Dame's a non-conference game. That'd be a lot more fun if it was a non-conference loss. I get your point. Clemson's the best team on the schedule. They're the team who should beat you more, more than likely. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, I mean, in their point. I'm willing to do a wager.
0: Well, with New York State, we'd have, to, we'd have to drive across the state line. <laughs> well, I, you can we get in the
1: car with Boston, Dan, one day, and just takes us over to some line of a state and we'll just wager. That'll be the you know, wager. You know
0: damn well he'll take a bet with you with Boston College. BC that's coming later. That's coming later yeah. in November. I mean, right, Boston College probably going get two touchdowns. Under under <laughs> yeah. under BC Syracuse. Right. So no, I I, 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 uh, I don't know. Like, I really like the way Qs is playing. I like I like what they're doing. Um was Hassel back on the call yesterday for the TV part of it because I was uninvited to the Tim or, Ma- Tim or Matt. Uh Matt, okay. the angry of the two. No, Tim. Tim. The, okay. who, who, the angry one. The the one that went bald first, I think. Um the one whose wife was on Survivor, Tim. Tim. And then <laughs> I don't hate I don't hate having uh, our Eagle friends here. Yeah. But, so if, if Tim Hasselbeck is, is pissing and moaning because Tucker scores with like under two minutes left, he wanted him to lay down and let the clock run out. Why?
1: Just run in the end. They're you have two scores. Stop it.
0: They're yes. not doing anything. God. He's, he's just like, no, that, that, that was the wrong play. And he's going on and he, and he wouldn't let it go. And then even even like <laughs> even when they dropped the pass in the end zone, and there was like eight seconds left. He's like, there's still a chance. I'm like, you're just saying that because you feel like an a-hole for going off God, about man. the about about that being the wrong call. Uh-oh. Watch out. Don't hit that. Wait. Oh. Whoa. We that we're going to steal a jacket.
1: Nice. Give, gonna, that, give that away at halftime. We're going to steal a jacket. It's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Um, what if I told you that what if I told you? Syracuse football would be 6-0, and and at that same point, Alabama and USC would both have losses? I,
0: I mean, I would tell you that the world of football is always changing and, and these things happen, and I would find it funny that we went into this year with, with Gaz begging for six wins, begging to be bowl eligible. That's all he cared about in the entire world. He got his six wins. He should be doing a, a happy dance, and he's pissed off that he doesn't feel like his team is getting enough respect against Clemson. <laughs> that's where he is okay so don't don't like let's not talk about preseason expectations when yours were i just hope to have an extra game now you're gonna have what would be a monster extra game most likely because you're gonna you're gonna win at least maybe you lose two maybe you lose three but you're still going to have a way better year than anybody thought you would and you're going and you're pissed off
1: i've become sec fan haven't i I always rip much. on the SEC pretty fans much. for being irrational, and here I am. Great. Yep, pretty much. Well, you've never really been rational. So,
0: I mean, I know she didn't bring up, uh, you know, the University of Michigan. Whoa. How about your Wolverines? The worst part is, here's, Whoa. here's the deal. So, anybody who doesn't know this already, Gaz gets to vote for the Heisman. He lied and said he still works in real radio. Um, so, he gets to vote for the Heisman. <laughs> That's
1: not what happened. And
0: I was. Now, is
1: officially a Heisman. I got my email. Go ahead with your
0: nonsense. So I'm about to text him. You better have Blake Corum on your on your radar, and and you better be able to get my boy at least an invite to to the to the to the proceedings. And then when I saw Tucker score that touchdown late, I'm like, he's not going to talk to me about any running any running back. There's only one running back on his ticket
1: right now. and That's it. I'll say this about Blake Corum in comparison to Aiden Hutchinson from last year. And I know there's i got to be careful where our guy Chad is because I know he's a big Michigan fan as well. He gave me grief about this, too.
0: That remember he had a bad night last night, too, because we're both Yankee fans. Yeah.
1: Uh, he's going to be in a great move today. Hutchinson was more of a balanced player and had a big performance in a big game. Blake Corum, man, he is like a stock that's continuing to build. He's a freaking he gets, ram. He is. He's getting better every single game. That was a tough matchup, Penn State, too. Like, that was – everything was going in favor of the Nittany Lions. A lot of people looked at Penn State and thought, okay, Michigan's played a lot of cupcakes. Oh, you mean before the game? Before the game. Oh, yeah, say, what, what the s- hell game were you watching? Yeah, be- before the game, people were giving Penn State love. But even halfway through that game, right, it's like 17-14, Penn State's hanging around. Michigan had those beasts. They were tougher. They had more talent. You know, Harbaugh got a lot of credit early in his career about recruiting, and a lot of those recruits with the Netflix and chill and climbing the – now those guys are there on that Michigan roster, right. and they are so much better. That is a huge win for Michigan, and I think that victory alone should put the Wolverines in the conversation as a top three team right now in college football. You just brought up a good point
0: too. The, the this is it's panning out now. The work, the recruiting, like you're seeing why you hired Harbaugh. So all the Michigan fans were like, "You got to fire him. You got to fire him. You got to fire him." All those like first three four years. Shut the up. <laughs> like, like give things a chance to grow. Like it wasn't like he was inheriting Lloyd Carr's Michigan, where they they ran similar things or whatever, you know what I mean? He came in and brought it back from being they tried to alter it already. Uh Blake Corm has 666 rushing yards against the Big Ten right now. 666. Six, six. Yes. You said the beast, the number of the beast. <laughs> um he, I mean, this kid is is fun. He's uh he's averaging 5.9 yards. And he's only five foot eight, so I mean I think it's a uh, I think it's it's comparable anywhere's number two, like Charles yeah. Woodson. Yep. Well, and the coolest thing about about Blake Corum is there's going to be people who are going to like who like to be counter to whatever like conventional wisdom is, and they're going to go, well, yeah, but you see it. Donovan Edwards is that home run hitter. Yeah, you know why he gets Donovan Edwards gonna be a home run hitter because by the time he gets out there and starts running, everyone's sore from Corum just battering ramming them. He is. That kid's a beast. He is he at least is he at least in contention for your top five for the highest? Yes,
1: after a performance like that, he absolutely is. He's a really good player because of the running back position in college football this season. Because of what he's done and the importance of his teammates, yes, he is one of the best players in the country and best running back in the country. I would, yeah. I mean, why was not? There. I'm trying to think of another person who's popping in my head right now. I think he's yeah the best oh. running back in the country. I know Robinson gets a lot of love from Texas, but. Quorum has been better for the more important games, and Michigan has more important ones on the way, though.
0: Seventy-one yards against UConn, two hundred forty-three against Maryland, one hundred thirty-three against Iowa, one hundred twenty-four against Indiana, and then one hundred sixty-six against that vaunted Penn State rush defense. That was what I was hearing on the morning. I'm like, I'm listening to all these uh, all these experts tell me that that you can't run the ball against Penn State, and that's why Michigan's in big trouble today. And then all of a sudden, I just see Coram, like, these little shift moves where a two-yard run becomes a six-yard run. And then, then he starts battering ramming. And then Edwards gets in and breaks one. And, and and even McCarthy started running a little bit. It was it was a fun game. I enjoyed it.
1: I got something for you, LeVac, here. I got a top five, a new top five okay. that I think you're going to enjoy. Is your, is this your... is my new top five all right. in the college football world. The new top five for guys, five to one. So my poll will come out tomorrow, but I will give you the new top five in college okay. football. The fifth best team right now in college football is the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio, five? Ohio State is now five because Ohio State's best win on the season is Notre Dame. Ohio State hasn't played anybody. Ohio State at one point this season talk about number one. Ohio State has done nothing. And I know they've run up the score against everybody. But Wisconsin, Rutgers, Bad Michigan State, Toledo, Arkansas State. At this point, mid-October, Ohio State has not done enough to show that they're a better team than where they stand right now. So I have... Ohio State at five, Clemson at four. Clemson just beat NC State two weeks ago. They beat Florida State. Clemson should still be the number four team in the country. So I've got them at four. You'll like this. Your Michigan Wolverines are the number three team in the country. They beat Ohio State last year. They have more successful wins so far this year, even though I mentioned the cupcakes, but that win against Penn State's more impressive than anything Ohio State's done this season. So Michigan now deserves to be at three. Georgia at number two, the defending national champions, that beat Oregon earlier in the season. The Bulldog defense, 55 nothing of Vanderbilt. Thank you for the cover. I took the under. Appreciate that. Georgia's at number two. I truly believe the new number one team in college football, when the AP poll comes out later today, should be the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee should be the number one team in the country, I know that Alabama had a chance to win. Why is Nick Saban forcing a teenager to kick a 50-yard field goal in front of 100,000 people on the road? I have a better better question. How
0: soon can we get someone back here? Because on NFL Sunday, I look up and the TV back here
1: has competitive (laughs) wall climbing. We will fix it if you're coming to the hideaway. Tennessee is the number one team in the no, country. No, every other TV
0: in the building is good. Except it's, this one. It's this one back here <laughs> that has competitive – with some dude who's wearing a mask while he climbs a wall. Because, first of all, you're not within five five feet of anyone. You're up a wall. You're like 20 feet up a wall, Spider-Man. Like, And you're not a Spider-Man mask. It's, oh, they're all wearing
1: masks. They're all like – Does this show what the yes. Asian dudes wear masks? ESPN invests on those Sundays in bowling and rock climbing. Just gets out of the way. Here's the
0: thing: like, what, like, what's the purpose in rock climbing? Because for me, it would be to get the f away from people. So why would I need to take extra precautions? I'm, I'm already, I'm already climbing a wall to get away from you. Like, why do I have to wear a mask? I, I already hate people. I, I mean, I, oh, by the way, you just got an invite. Um, Mike Corda, owner of the Empire, gosh, UFC fights next Saturday afternoon at, at his
1: house. Oh wow, thanks, Mike. Yeah. And then he's also invited cool.
0: you to NFL Sunday too. Whoa, wait, yeah. that's awesome. So enjoy yourself over there. Go, go, hang out with that sack of human excrement.
1: Wait a second. Uh, usually he invites you and
0: I. Oh, no, 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 I'm not invited because I'll be in Columbus.
1: Oh, Okay. No, yeah, yeah. I have one more. Can we? Get... I was <laughs> gonna ask Tina for the remote. Yeah, oh, she, I'm sorry.
0: she's just she.
1: What do you think yeah. if Tennessee is number one team in the country? Mike, she... no, Michigan's number one. Even okay, Michigan. so you Michigan. think Michigan can beat Tennessee straight I up think they got to be number two. I
0: think well, because I don't think anybody plays football the way they play football right now. You know they, they remind me of Georgia. They've got that battering front four on defense to get after your quarterback all game long. Secondary is coming along. The only thing they haven't done yet is, is create turnovers, but they definitely swap the ball down. And then they can run the football like nobody else. JJ McCarthy's getting better every week as as a quarterback. I think they could very well be like at least at least be in the championship this year.
1: Ooh. I'd see see a Georgia-Michigan title game, a little revenge game. Make that play out a certain way. If I had to pick Michigan or Ohio State right now, I would still take the Wolverines over Ohio State and just because Ohio State hasn't played anybody. But we got a lot of fun college football left to be played this season. Game days in UCLA this week. The Bruins are undefeated. They're making a play for the Pac-12. Syracuse is undefeated. They should be as high as 14, 13 or 14 when the AP pool comes out today. So they're up that high. It's been a really fun year of college football, and hopefully some more good games to come on the way.
0: Yes, hopefully more. Uh, my top five, Michigan, 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 and Michigan. So I think that's it. And like seventh, I'll put Syracuse just because I'm a nice person.
1: Do so you think gets... this reference people still get anymore? Dylan, 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 <laughs> and Dylan. Do people get that reference anymore? Is that way no. too dated now? Oh, I don't. I think, you know, most of the was... show, right? The best
0: rapper alive. <laughs> Uh, we're live here at the Hideaway, and uh, if you, you're watching us either on the Hideaway's Facebook or Techies Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page, and Techies Fire and Water Restoration, amazing company. Don't let the fact that their owner's a dickhead uh, get in whoa, the way. Whoa, what? Whoa. What did I say? Something Mike invited me to the fights, I don't right. I
1: think he's okay. Like he I said,
0: Techies pro- Jer, the GM, amazing. Don and Jay and Mike and the crew, Paulie, all great people. The owner. He's Dick. But uh, but aside from that, it's amazing how someone so evil could make such a beautiful company, you know, um,
1: is this is an endorsement read, giant by the way,
0: sausage fingers <laughs> and his and his just hatred of anything, anything wonderful um, okay. is yeah. just can you have um, Chris or somebody switch that to football? Please, when you get a chance, don't... I know you She's... can. I wouldn't put that on you. I wouldn't put that evil on you. <laughs> I thought she just said no. It's a rock climb. She goes, I stay. can't. She goes, I can't. Don't oh, watch um, that. Yeah, no. So yeah, this finish so I mean, your endorsement you no, for tech yeah, yeah, so Techies Fire and Water Restoration and Construction. Yep. So um, our guys will come in and they'll work with your insurance company and they'll 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 get all the damage out. They'll build it back the you know, best way back to normal. Sometimes even better than normal. And that's because sometimes the apple does. Fall far from the tree, uh, like Mike's beautiful daughter and Techie's fire and water restoration. Mike, evil, terrible, ugly person, inside and out. Uh, Techie's beautiful, wonderful place. Yes. So have fun at Mike's house while I'm in Columbus doing his dirty work. Have fun there. All right, Mike, I'll text you your address. I'll text, I'll put it <laughs> on the thing right now. Oh, he goes, he goes, somebody's salty, the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> listen I'm sorry I'm sorry again techies amazing tefirewater.com your best way back to normal I the you as a homeowner yes you have that leaky um, thing right off of your hot water tank, that's right right that would have given me I've been up at night making sure that like going down and check and see if it's right. first time Jer came through my house and made sure to check for water damage I was like wow there's a company that just makes everything better that's great I love that I don't have to worry anymore um, you know and then you know and then there's Mike so, um, he's, he's
1: that last one.
0: I know he realizes that goes on the sites, right? Like, no, I don't you think can't do that. that. No, that's, uh, yeah, just you delete can't, that. Yeah. A dumbass. A rare delete. I'm, I will put his, I will, if he does that again, I will put it out there. Thank you to Tim, by um, the way, who's
1: changing our rock climb. Mike's, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, Mike's address is Muddy's Tavern. <laughs> he lives at Muddy's Tavern. That's where he lives. He's there all the time. Stop in and say hello um he wouldn't he wouldn't be welcome at a fine establishment like the hideaway i'll tell you that no. he wouldn't be welcome here
1: do you want to talk new york nfl teams an interesting week again here for the new york football squad no. so you're here
0: for no i'm busy being salty
1: we've got two <laughs> one o'clock games remember stop it <laughs> just trying to put on hilarious channels <laughs> oh thanks dude appreciate you what are we talking about now we're talking about the know? nfl teams we have two one o'clock games that's why we're here at the hideaway today plus the 4 30 game bills chiefs later on we can start with the 1 o'clock games, though, if you would like. We're not, we're not doing our predictions yet. I think uh-huh. we're just going to talk about the New York teams, then dive into it. What do, you, what do we feel overall for the week of the New York teams? I feel very good. I <laughs> said he lived at money. 40 you like it now? <laughs> um,
0: how do I feel about the, the New York teams? I Listen, again, Giants love what they're doing. They're fan base a bunch of assholes. Um, <laughs> Mike's a a Giants fan. Anybody can't pick up on the sarcasm. Mike and I are are in a tiff. We're in a little brotherly quarrel at the moment. He's kind of a dick, if I'm being real.
1: Thank God there's no kids back here. Jets get the Packers (laughs) at 1 o'clock. Ravens get the Giants, and we'll get to the Bills Chiefs in a little bit. Uh, The Giants, I think, have a harder matchup than the Jets do this week. That Raven team's won the game against Cincinnati. (laughs) it, It comes down to logic, right? Yep. Do you believe that a team
0: has an advantage against a guy who was their defensive coordinator for a long period of time or a guy has an advantage over a team that he was their defensive coordinator for a long period of time?
1: Did you say the same thing?
0: No, no. Who has the advantage? The defensive coordinator because he was part of that
1: team or the team because they know that defensive coordinator? Definitely the defensive coordinator, I would say, because he sees the players, he evaluates, he watches film, all that stuff. I would say the coach over the players in the matchup. Do you disagree with that? Um I no it, it, I think I think
0: it depends on the situation and I think that like I, like you said we're going to do picks I probably I'll, I'll break some of this down maybe more in picks but what in the world can Harbaugh Jackson and the team do that Wink Martindale wouldn't be prepared for? So when he was there, the biggest weakness was they didn't have a wide receiver that could that could perform outside the numbers. So you didn't know if Lamar Jackson could throw outside the numbers. Since then, they bring in Bateman, and you know Howard Brown was a great down the field threat, but but Mark Andrews across the middle—that's your weapon. That's the that's the guy who's going to make a difference for you. Well, Bateman's hurt; he's out this week. Uh, De- Duvernay is is hit or miss in this offense. So if he ever figured out how to stop Lamar Jackson, that can't. That's it. Bateman's out. You don't have the outside the numbers threats. If they had things they didn't have when he was there, I would side maybe with the team. But the fact that they don't have anything different, I think I think Wink Martindale is going to be able to put things in place that they're not going to be ready for.
1: Is this a potential game where Wink Martindale puts his name into discussion for a head coach in the NFL in 2023? Remember, he
0: interviewed with the Giants when they hired Judge. Yes. So, no, I, I think he's, I mean, look, I just I think there's a lot of these times that we do this where we almost force people into these roles like up that they don't belong in, you know what I mean? Like like why can't he just be the best defense coordinator I- that that in the league? And and I don't know I'm not saying he is that, but just because you're a damn good defense coordinator doesn't make you a great head coach. Like Brian Dable has shown us because of the play calling, because of the working his way up, because of the things he did, he belongs in that role. I don't know I, I mean maybe Wink Martindale maybe not, but I think what you do is continue to take this giant team from where no one thought it would be and move it up Patrick Graham was great I thought Patrick Graham was amazing and he's doing a great job with the Raiders defense believe it or not even though they're one and four he's better the the players like
1: him more he he puts that speed kills that aspect into that defense and they're having a blast it goes back to the conversation we just had about college football there's actually a really good comparison here between what we talked about with Syracuse and Clemson next week Robert Anaya sort of like the Martindale role here in the Jets and the Giants kind of fit the same storyline going into the game. If preseason we looked at the matchup and said the Giants are playing the Ravens and the Jets are playing the Packers, and you told Jet fans, hey, you're going to lose to Green Bay, and you told Giant fans, hey, you're losing to Baltimore, both fan bases probably would have shrugged their shoulders and thought, yeah, like that makes sense. Two Super Bowl contending teams versus two teams that are trying to get back into contention, those would be L's in the preseason, and you'd accept that. So, look, if the Jets and Giants both lose today, the fan bases could be like, all right. We're not as good as those teams. However, you beat one of these teams today. The expectations start to change. It already's changing for New York. After beating Green Bay in London last week, the conversation shifted from although Kimberly Martin on ESPN went viral with her dumbass take about the Giants should stop winning. Anyways, <laughs> two million views and you deserve to get ripped apart on whatever show she was on. First take, get up with Greenie. The expectations have changed already for New York, which is great to say if you're a giant fan. Jet fan is right there. That was a nice win against Miami. Although nationally, people think they beat a third string quarterback. All that stuff can fit there. Now we shift that conversation to Buffalo. You're the favorite yeah. against Patrick Mahomes at home for the first time ever. And that Bill roster. And I've been saying this for about probably 10 plus shows here at the hideaway about the Bills roster. That team is built to beat the Chiefs. Not the Bengals, not the Titans, not the Ray, whatever else. That team was said, we have one goal in mind, beat Patrick Mahomes. The roster is built to beat Mahomes. We'll find out if they can do it. In 13 seconds, that cloud might still be sitting over Bill's fans and Bill's players from that heartbreaking loss in the playoffs last season.
0: Giants, I think, could win today. Jets could win, but if you do, you're going to show me something because right now... You said it. You beat a third-string quarterback. You beat whatever the hell the quarterback situation is in Pittsburgh. And Jacoby Brissett. Those are your three, the three guys you've beaten. You, you got slapped around a little bit by Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Can you go out there and beat this, this Green Bay team? Also, even if you beat this Green Bay team, guys like me are going to look at it and go, has this team given up on Aaron Rodgers? Because I don't think anyone likes him. I don't think anyone – I think he went from a team of guys who were like, listen, we'll tolerate your bull crap. Because it's going to give us a chance to win a Super Bowl to so a group of guys going, Devontae Adams would have rather gone to Vegas and be one and four and shove cameraman than put up with your bullshit. So, like, I think there's <laughs> that's going on there. So, there's a chance that Jets get to win that way. But as far as the Bills go, you're absolutely right. You, this is the, this is the, you, got, you almost have to win this game today. Like, this is this is a, this is a have to win because two years straight, this team has bounced you in the playoffs. You know, two years straight, You've been you've been lauded as the next coming, and two years straight they've proven ain't ain't next yet. Well, next only lasts so long. So you gotta get out there, you gotta get this game done. You gotta prove you can win it. It's only a regular season game, but it could mean a lot more to them as a victory than anybody else. It would it would mean to as a loss. So I think it's a big week for all three New York teams that all three can prove that they are what you thought they were or
1: better. Let's go. Let's talk about some picks. Let's give some predictions. Let's talk about but before we do, Lily and David fine jewelers, our friends. Route 50, the shops of Wilton, is where you go to celebrate their 10th anniversary special going on right now. 10 years of Lily and David Fine Jewelers. And to celebrate the great occasion, up to 60% off on certain jewelry in-store. Check out that orange mark, that yellow mark. Their Facebook page is the best spot to find out about the deals going on throughout the entire month of October. Lily and David Fine Jewelers family-owned and operated business. Shout out to Alyssa, David, and the entire crew there. You know on our visual side, here it comes. There's the wedding band Flash right there. Years ago, I stopped at a Lily and David Fine Jewelers and they helped you through the pos- process of buying the engagement ring. They can do the same for you. And guys, especially with November and December, right around the corner, maybe you're celebrating that fall wedding. Maybe you just want to get the early jump on the holiday gift. This is the best time to do it. You know, you stop in. You probably don't know exactly what you're buying. Work with the great people who have done it for now a decade plus at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. They will help you. They helped me sweating, getting nervous, not exactly knowing what I'm doing. If they can help me, they can definitely help you find what you're looking for in your budget and to find a piece of jewelry you're going to continue to get compliments on for years to come. It is Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Route 50, the Shops of Wilton. 60% off. 10-year anniversary celebration. We stopped <clears> it. <throat> Tell them you heard about it from LeVac and Goss right here on Goss in the Media. Absolutely. Last week, if you go back and listen to our episode, we were both very confident in a lot of our picks. You were so confident. You had seven locks. Yeah, I was. had four locks. We were about as mediocre as you can possibly get. You posted a six and eight record. I posted a seven and seven yeah. record wires. They're not 16 games. Remember, we missed the Thursday night and the London game. I posted a two and two record on locks. Three and four. Let's get above five hundred again. Let's stop being average. Either we're going to be really good or really bad. We cannot be average.
0: Uh, I'm really good. I think is what I'm going to go for. At least that's going to be my goal here today. Um, but you want to do the numbers, and we'll and I'll, let's we'll, do it. Let's we'll lead rip. off
1: again. We save the New York teams for the end. Let's open in the one o'clock window. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers, a ten point underdog at home. Over under forty six in this game.
0: I, I just this is one of those ones where I, I don't like the number. The number's a little bigger than what I would like it to be, but I just have zero uh, faith in in Pittsburgh at this moment. I think this is a down year for the Steelers. Um, even though little hands is out there with his with his baby hands and a whopper trying to throw the football, I just don't think it's gonna be enough. Uh, I will take I'll take Tampa. I'll lay the points. I think this game opened at like I think Tampa's like a seven and a half, eight point favorite. What do you say? They're ten now? It's ten. Yeah, I think that that the money's following them. Give me Tampa. I'll uh, I'll lay the 10.
1: Someone called Doug Kazarian at ESPN or Darren Ravel at the Action Network and find this stat for him. Pass it along at Tom G-O T-O-M-G-O-Z, because that number just hit 10, as you mentioned. I'm moving to the G-O-Z-Z. line. G-O-Z-Z. Did I say G-O-Z? Yeah, you tried to give credit to the other dude who stole your name. God, I want that Twitter handle so bad. When was the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers in back-to-back weeks had been double-digit dogs? It's got to be a long time to be
0: double Probably when Rothberg was hurt. I could go back there. And even wow. then, even then, you're
1: probably not right. I mean, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers is double. I'm uh-oh. with Tampa again. Again, for those keeping track at home, I am now officially 0 for 5 on picking Tampa Bay this season. Even last week when I picked the Buccaneers to cover against the Falcons, that weird roughing the passer call did not work out in favor. 0 for 5 picking the Bucks, My team rocking the hoodie here on the visual side. Pittsburgh's really bad. I will take Tampa. Come on, Bucks. One time we got a cash one this season.
0: Yeah, you ever read uh, Shakespeare? Ever read yes. A, uh, by the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. Keep an eye on that big red pickup over there. I got a feeling somebody, somebody annoying, driving it. Hi, hey
1: guys. All right, so we're both on Tampa. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the 49ers taking on the Falcons. A one o'clock kickoff. The 49ers coming to the East Coast. Falcons four-point dogs at home. Over/under 46. Again, our lines. Four, four anti- points. Four points. Falcons underdogs wow. again. DraftKings giving the, us uh, these lines right up to date. Promo code five one eight.
0: Um, that that four makes me nervous. That opened at five and a half. <sighs> I think Atlanta can keep this thing close. I'll, I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take the Falcons plus the points. Something about that line has got me nervous. me the Falcons. I was going to take the Niners at five, uh, but four. I think there's a decent amount of money falling to the Niners, and I don't think it's coming from the public. Give me give me the Falcons plus the four.
1: If this was college, I'd feel really good about Atlanta because last week they had that to have that rah-rah, we got robbed, it's us against the world. They go into a lot of the more cliche stuff. They have that feeling against the Tampa game, but they have to go down and win the game. San Francisco is getting back to where we thought they would be earlier in this season. I'll still stick by that the team is actually better with Garoppolo under center than they would have been this season with Trey Lance. They prove that again today. I'll take San Francisco with all four of those points on the road with a weird kickoff for a West Coast team. We're live
0: here at the hideaway rolling through our picks right now. Not not great last week. Extremely
1: mediocre, looking for the bounce back. Minnesota takes on Miami. Three and a half point underdogs to the Dolphins at home over under 45. So if I'm taking the Vikings,
0: I gotta lay three and a half. That's right. I'll take the Vikings. I I don't think uh, I knew it was him. I don't think that the I, I just I still don't think the Dolphins are that are that good of a team. I think they're good. I don't think they're great. Um, so when I get a chance to take the Vikings, who I think are a very good team, and I'm and, and it's less than a touchdown, I'm in. I'll take them. Give me the Vikings.
1: I'd like to go back and look at my stats. I mentioned the Buccaneers. I've been whiffing, whiffing, whiffing on constantly. Minnesota's got to be in this mix too. Even though they're winning games, they are the top team now in the NFC North. Betting on Minnesota has been a lot more difficult than I realized. And just Miami with two is still. I, I'm going to talk myself into Minnesota again. I talk myself into the Vikings. I will take Minnesota with three and a half points okay. traveling to Florida. I will take the Vikings in that matchup. Clear, uh, missed us. Oh hey, <laughs> Bengals Saints back I'm going.
0: To, by the way, I'm going against the Eagles this week. Oh no,
1: I'm going against the Eagles. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bengals Saints. She Saints. said, "She said, I'm your friend. It looked like Fu, but it was three-point dogs at home over under 42 and a half in this line.
0: Uh, Saints, here's the deal with the Saints. I, um, I like them. I like the Saints a lot this week, as a matter of fact. So I'm getting three points in New Orleans. Three points at home. I'm going to go ahead and uh, lock in the Saints. I think the Saints will actually win this game outright, but if I get a field goal, uh, you know the Bengals are the king of the three-point game. Give me the Saints as my first lock of, of the of the weekend. Saints plus three. Bungles,
1: sorry about it. Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army Knife, is going to get a touchdown. So. Check the tapes. I believe this is only the third time all season that LeVac and I have a similar lock on our predictions. I also love the Saints. Give me the Saints as a lock as well. Watching New Orleans last week in that match against Seattle. And Seattle, I really liked last week as well. They were my lock. Throughout the game, Taysom Hill took over. If that's the offense that New Orleans is going to run with Taysom Hill, and they try to find a little bit more production on that defense, they can get back in contention as a playoff team. And I know they're dealing with injuries. I know Thomas is out for this game. Alave is out. out. Everything's telling you to pick Cincinnati. I'm rocking New Orleans. I love the pick. It is a lock for me. Our guy Mac is very pumped about that. That meeting.
0: Saints out top three receivers. I don't. I don't think it matters. I think they've got two of the most versatile players in that backfield at any given time with Kamara and with uh, with Taysom Hill. So we'll
1: get done. Oh, here's a fun take. I know DraftKings hasn't offered this yet. At over under, nine and a half touches for Taysom Hill today. Oh, under but by a half. Oh, you di- I was going to take ten. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Patriots-Browns, three-point favorites at home. Cleveland is the favorite at home. Over under this one, 43 and a half. I hate this game. Oh, man, we're two for two in a row. Second time in
0: a row, we have the same feeling about a game. I hate this game. Too much talent on Cleveland for them to lose to the to the Patriots. But the Patriots have Darth Hoodie. Darth Hoodie destroys rookie head coaches, rookie quarterbacks, all those things. I know that's not what we're dealing with in Cleveland, but Jacoby Brissett might as well be a rookie quarterback because who knows him better than Darth Hoodie? I'm I'm begrudgingly I'm going to take the um, – I love Cleo. She's the best. I'm I'm begrudgingly going to take New England, but it's, I don't feel great about it.
1: I hate all this. What, 15 years? It seems like Belichick, for some bizarre reason, his former team he used to coach, the Cleveland Browns, he's been terrible against. There have been years in the past that it was Eric Mangini smashed the Patriots, and for whatever reason, it's Miami and Cleveland that Belichick historically has struggled against. This I don't don't three put points this anymore. Here, put that in your head. <laughs> <laughs> this three points stinks. I took the I took the Browns last week, and the Chargers. Can you made take a the hit. Browns to the Super Bowl? No, I'm not oh. going. I did this morning. I, I will take the Patriots, even with a third string. Cor- no, 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 no. Audible, hot route, hot route, I'm, Omaha. I'm taking Cleveland. I'm taking okay. Cleveland. Okay. Mark that down. I know when I go back and recap the picks. Corey's I'm writing team. it down right now. Cleveland. Goss took Corey's. Cleveland. In this hey, game, look, Corey, when you show up, you can watch the TV, legally. Nick Correct. Chubb and Miles Garrett are the best players on the field. That's what I'm going to decide with. Cleveland wins this game. Don't blow it, Cleveland. All right. Jaguars, Colts. Colts, two-point favorites at home, over under 41 and a half in this
0: one. I like the Jags here. Um, I, I think the Jags are, are on the up. I think you're seeing growing pains from them. Um, I think Gaza is going to start next week's show with, I can't believe how good Trevor Lawrence is. <laughs> Um. so give me give me the Jags Again, I think the Jags are going to ultimately end up taking down that division and I think this is one of the games that's going to be why they
1: did it I'm struggling to find reasons not to pick Jacksonville this game. Jonathan Taylor's been ruled out update your fantasy football teams Matt Ryan is old and terrible yeah, old. Pittman still doesn't seem like the receiver he needs to be I know he's been dealing with some injuries I have no reason to pick the Colts for this game so because I just constantly have nothing I have to take Jacksonville I have to. They have better players on the field in this matchup. I get it. They're the home team in a divisional game, so you're likely to be favored. Jacksonville makes more sense in this game, and we'll find out what I say about Trevor Lawrence next week, like you said.
0: Yes. Next week, <laughs> head of the Trevor Lawrence fan club, Tom Goslowski the well, third. Roman Reigns
1: acknowledged me Yeah. Trevor Lawrence plays well, guys. Say how yeah. good I am. All right. We're into the 4 o'clock window again. We'll I think, back. actually, yeah.
0: just uh, my
1: – what time is it?
0: 12 October 16th, 2022, in years to come, we're going to realize that Trevor Lawrence is more like Russell Wilson than anyone else we've ever seen. He is a socially awkward, sheltered individual who doesn't know how to act, and as he figures out that that doesn't matter, he's going to be okay, but as he gets back into trying to, like, Lawrence bought 3,000, must fit in, befriend two people, and, like, he doesn't, it's screwing him up. It's
1: not, it's not his programming. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, Jake, because I think it's more accurate than I realized. And I don't know if I'd want to hang out with Trevor Lawrence. Oh, no,
0: there's no way you'd enjoy it. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna there's clip no that. way. That might be that might be something we go back to for a long time. That's good there. Rams, Panthers leads off the four o'clock window. Panthers no longer have Matt Rule as their head coach. They are a nine and a half point underdog on the road over under 41 and a half. <sighs> stinker. What a stinker.
0: What a stinky, stinky game. So this is one of those situations. If you're gonna take the Panthers, it's because you believe. The problem was, Matt Rule, you believe that everything else is kind of okay. You believe that the 2-0, P.J. Walker is going to get to go like 3-0 and o or at least keep it close. I don't believe any of those things. I think this is one of those games where the Rams uh, smell blood in the water, know they got to beat up on weaker teams until they figure out what's wrong with them. This is a weaker team. This is the perfect opportunity to win by 16, 20, uh, 55 points.
1: So give me the Rams. I'll lay the points. Second time I've done this in the NFL picks this week. If this was college, I'd have a whole different take on this because this season, Arizona State, Herm Edwards, your guy gets canned. Arizona State plays better without him. Well, that was Nebraska, they were actually sabotaging him. Yeah,
0: as much as as Herm and I are not okay, he got sabotaged. It feels
1: nobody's hello. Deni- nobody's denied the report, which is also frightening. Right, way, right. You just stop talking about it. Yeah, oh yeah, that's happened. Okay, we're not going to push back. Mickey Joseph at Nebraska. Nebraska. It's like when up. I
0: report that Mike Corda is going to serve um, at Muddy's. In traditional Muddy's bartender attire. There's no one who can dispute that because it's true. And Georgia Tech as
1: well. A lingerie bar. This way. game, you said the word. It stinks. I'm taking Carolina because I know the money's going on the Rams. I know everybody thinks it's going to be a blowout. Maybe Matt Rule really is the issue. Not only am I going to take Carolina to cover, to cover, that is a lock for me this week. Woo. Rams win. Carolina covers. Woo. This will be like the surprise. I'd actually, you know what? I'm pushing this. I'm doing a double lock here. First half Panthers. First half Panthers. I don't know the number, so that way it actually can't be. a has be like five, or five. I would guess it's five. I don't have it up right now. Five. I don't want to move it, so it's off. You know what? No, just the Panthers to lock. That's my <laughs> fault. I should have had the first half ready. I got too excited during this. It's just the Panthers. It's just the pen. Somebody look it up for me. I don't want to take the screen off. I've been in a shit mood lately. Thank you for that. Cardinals, Cardinals. You know what? I'll lock that in. Wait, it doesn't exist. I
0: won't lock out. it in.
1: <laughs> Someone do it for me. Cardinals, Seahawks. Seahawks are a two and a half point underdog at home. Over under 50 and a half in this one.
0: This has legitimately been one of those games that I've like, you know, there's no way this happens. There's no way this happens. I like the Seahawks in this game just south of a lock though not enough to make it a lot because i've I've waffled on it so much i think the seahawks are the better coach team i think they can match up with arizona athletically um so i think the seahawks even though they the you know geno smith cooking i think the seahawks are good enough to win this game
1: this game is all about kenneth walker the third the former michigan state kenny Spartan, skywalker kenny skywalker Please. rashad penny broke his what leg I'm a fan. He's out for the season. Can the rookie for Michigan State be that good? I'll take Arizona because I know Walker had a nice run last week. I liked the Seahawks last week, so I'm bitter. I will take Arizona. The new Call of Duty may or may not have come out. That's the rumor on the Internet. I don't know how you download games anymore. And we know Kyler Murray loves Call of Duty, and he might be distracted, (laughs) and he's not watching film. He said duty. But I will take the Cardinals because I doubt the rookie in the backfield. Bird duty. (laughs) That's a small four o'clock window this week. So we're already into the eight o'clock game. Cowboys, Eagles. If you just tuned in, Levac have a nice hint of where he's leaning towards in this game. The number is six and a half, by the way. The Eagles at home, over under 42.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So here's the deal, right? I keep this is my favorite thing I've heard recently. The only reason Dallas is winning is their, their defensive front is so nasty. They just destroy everybody. Okay. He <laughs> <You> got me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Um. Walter well, White style breaking yeah. bad. Yeah. Man. Micah Parsons is a little banged up. Uh, yes. Um. This is the best offensive line in football at this moment. Yes. For Philadelphia. I think Dallas can do enough on offense. I think Dallas can do enough on defense. I think six and a half points is way too much. I think at best Philly lucks out and wins this thing in the last second field goal. But I think Dallas wins this game. Takes away the last unbeaten team in the NFL. Lock in the Cowboys.
1: Mike McCarthy's Cowboys. Plus six
0: and a half for me is my second lock of the day.
1: I don't feel as confident with you in the Cowboys covering. It's not a lock for me. This feels like another situation where Philly wins on a game-winning field goal. I did not. I don't even know where the remote is. It's right there. Oh, Co- Corey, here, Corey you can here, Corey, here you go. figure that it's out. It's probably going to turn Thank off you. like six other TVs. I will take, I will take the Cowboys to cover. No, I don't even know if that will turn it on. I would leave it alone. Cowboys to cover, Philly to win. The under is jumping out to me, though, because if Jalen Hurts gets slowed down by that really good Cowboy defense, is Jalen Hurts good enough to find A.J. Brown and his receivers to win the game? Can this be a Jalen Hurts 270, 300-yard game through the air to win it? That's hard for me to believe so far this season. And you mentioned Cooper Rush. Can Cooper Rush complete more than 20 passes in a game for Dallas to win? Also hard for me to believe. All he's got to do is turn left, complete the Zeke, turn right, complete the Tony Pollard. Mm -hmm. That's all he's got to do. If that's the Uh case, under is the play. Philly wins, Dallas covers. In our Monday night football game, before we get to the New York teams, the Broncos taking on the Chargers. The Chargers... Four and a half point favorites the Chargers in LA. Sort of a home field advantage. 45 and a half the number in the AFC West battle.
0: Uh, oh man. How about this? How about Denver
1: beats the Chargers? What? Wait a second. Last week we heard you take the Cardinals and the Titans as a lock 2-0. and oh. You've trashed Denver all mm, season garbage. long. Garbage, you are taking the Broncos. Mr. Unlimited becomes Mr. Unlimited for you this week. A money line Bronco win. Um, how many points am I getting? Four and a half, four and a half. It's plus 190 on the money line. I'm gonna take the points
0: because they'll ugly this game up. Denver's defense is really, really good. Denver's running game somehow is okay, even with the injuries and the nonsense. Um, Chargers most overrated team in football. More than the Broncos. Broncos are crap. But everybody thinks the Chargers are, are gonna win the Super Bowl. They're not gonna do Jack Squat. And Denver's gonna prove it this week. Denver will at least drag this thing into the mud and make it an ugly. It, 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 one of two things happens. Denver's win Denver wins a game with Russ cooking, like you wouldn't expect it at this point. Or this game is so ugly, you're like you keep looking at your calendar going, Is this Thursday night football? So I uh, give me four and a half points. Lock in the
1: Denver Broncos, Broncos over the Chargers. Man, you and I have a total different. We've had a lot of games we read the same. This one we're totally off on. If Los Angeles gets up ten nothing, if Los Angeles gets up fourteen nothing fast, I don't know how Denver ever makes comebacks ever. Hell, if LA gets up seven nothing, how is Denver going to come back? Maybe that's too much. All right, ten nothing's
0: obvious. It says right here, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> or as Armin Williams used to say, if my aunt had
1: balls, she'd be my uncle. I'll still take the Chargers, although those phrases are awesome. I'll take the Charger <laughs> offense. They're better than Denver's. They can outscore them. It should be as simple and easy as that for the take on that game. All right, let's go to the New York teams. We mentioned the Ravens and the Giants We'll give you the number on that. It is now at five and a half. The Giants at MetLife Stadium, at five and a half point underdog at home. Over/under is forty-six in this game.
0: This one scares me a little bit because I feel like the public's starting to jump in on the uh, on the G-Men, which I would rather they weren't. If they weren't, I'd feel better about it all. But the bottom line is, they. Uh, I, I really think that it comes down to Wink Martindale knows this Ravens offense. They were almost lucky to get away with the victory last week. I'm going to take the Giants and the points. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Oh, man, I am very – do you get like this – I don't know if I've asked you this in a really long time. Do you get bitter with teams that you felt confident with the week before not covering the next week? You know what I mean by that? Like Depends did, how it happens. If, it, if, it's, if it's completely their fault, sometimes, yeah, we'll hold it against them. That's how I feel about Baltimore. I felt so good about that game. It wasn't even a lock, but Baltimore played better than Cincinnati. Some, again, weird coaching decisions by the Ravens just decided on a certain th- – Baltimore is better than New York. And you want to talk about offense. Lamar Jackson in this Baltimore offense. You think Lamar
0: Jackson is better than Daniel Jones?
1: Yes, Uh, I do. uh, I do do. do think that. Baltimore in a similar take to that Bronco-Charger game. If they get up by double digits, how is New York going to come back? I want to take the Giants with the points. No, I'm not doing it. Baltimore, knock it off. Okay, If you don't cover this week, I might cash in my ticket, which I guess I can't do about a Super Bowl contender. I will take the Ravens in this one. With all five and a half points, the Jets and the Packers, seven and a half point favorites. The Packers at Lambeau Field, the over under in this one, 44 and a half. I can go first if you want. Go ahead. This is one of my locks of the week. I am taking the over at 44 and a half in this one. Zach Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers, a young defense for the Jets. You're giving me an all time Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Against a defense that may or may not be 30 years old on average combined, hell, they might not be 26 on average combined. I'll take an inexperienced defense against Rodgers and a questionable defense in Green Bay with Zach Wilson putting up some points. So give me the overs. One of my locks. I will take the Jets. I love the hook again. That's my new rule this season for the Jets. If you give me a half, I'm always going Jets. And remember the last time we saw seven and a half here. Green Bay was a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against New England. It was the ultimate sucker bet of the season. I suck right on it and lost. I'm not buying it a second time. Give me the Jets to cover and give me the Jets over with the Packers, which is one of my locks. I'll take Green Bay because you took the Jets.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going right. to I'm gonna mush you. I'm um, going to mush you. No, honestly, I, I could. this is one of those games that I feel like I catch myself doing this a lot. Um, I just don't know enough about the Jets yet to, to give you this win. So will I be extremely shocked if the Jets lose this game by four and cover or if somehow they win and they, they they find a way to get this W. No, I won't be all that all that shocked about it, but I think that I think there's enough leadership in Green Bay to get everybody to like it's like one of those things where you pull somebody aside and go, sure, Aaron's a piece of crap. Yeah, we all we all take turns pissing on his toothbrush when he's not around but you just you got he's a good quarterback and we can win football games get out there and play hard and by the way here's some icy hot put in his jocks down like you know what i mean like get i just up. feel like yeah like like he thinks he did ayahuasca. no he had food poisoning because we all took a crap in his water bottle and we rinsed it out like but i i so yeah so i i think i think they're i think the jets are on the right path with that that path derails a little bit when they go up against Aaron Rodgers.
1: Last one here. Our last pick, the Bills and the Chiefs, 425. A I know it's not a standalone game, but man, it feels like with like two other games out there. Well, it's only like... one kicks off at 25 after. True. Chiefs, first time ever we've said it. Mahomes an underdog at home. Two and a half point dog. Over under is fifty-four in this game.
0: Buffalo. I've been all over Buffalo straight through. This has been the uh you know, the second I knew this game was on the schedule. I like the Bills. The Bills are gonna win this game. Uh, the Bills are gonna win this game by a lot. I see this looking an awful lot like the opening game of the season. I think the Bills go in there and bitch slap them like they did
1: the Rams to start the year. It is week 6 of the NFL season. This is the first time you and I have two locks, strong locks. We both like the Saints. We both like the Bills. I think one week we had two locks and one of us changed before we locked in a lock, so one and one's our record. The exact scouting report you have for the Bills Chiefs syrup? matches mine. You're doing shots of syrup? Corbin
0: Greenwich is here doing shots of syrup. Everything you said like, about – He's like a real-life Buddy the Elf.
1: <laughs> everything you said about this game I agree with. I yeah. If anything, I would bet this up to six and a half. I would bet this game up to six and a half and see if you can get a better number rather than the 50-50 as I call it, the minus 115. I love Buffalo. It is a lock for me. Oh, wait. You're, but, you you lay even more points. That's how much I feel confident in Buffalo. I would actually think of at six and a half. So – to recap, my locks, I've got the Bills, minus two and a half, yeah. over under 44 and a half. I have the over for Jets Packers. I like the Saints, plus two and a half, against the Bengals. those three. Three, thank you, three. three. Three, and I like the Panthers, plus nine and a half, against the Rams. Those are my four locks.
0: Lock it up. I got the uh, Saints, plus three, as well. I got the Bills, minus two and a half, as well. I got uh, the Dallas Cowgirls to go ahead and give the Eagles their first blemish on the season. Uh, they're plus six and a half. And then the Denver Broncos, let's ride, plus four and a half over the Chargers. This is Darfler. Farm. What, is this? what is this? Coffee? Coffee, coffee oh, syrup? Coffee. While you're enjoying That's the- really good. Like I would do that at Waffles. Darfler Farms. That's, you got to get that.
1: He puts coffee beans
0: in the syrup, and the syrup has a kick of coffee to it. It's still syrupy. Very good. Coffee beans. I'll try that a little later. No, you won't. You get none. Sorry. Q&A
1: to end the day. Uh, Let's go to our guy. Who always likes to lead it off? The one and only Tommy Gross. Tommy Gross. Two questions for you guys today. What do you think of the crazy weekend for four top tens going down yesterday? I think we covered that a little bit. So, Tommy, we kind of beat you to that. Second question, with Carolina listening to trade offers for Christian McCaffrey, if he is traded, what team do you think he goes to? Let me add to that report. Peter Schrader at NFL Network has reported this morning that if the Panthers are going to move Christian McCaffrey, they have called teams. They want multiple first-round picks. as our pal Matthew Collar for Purple Insider quoted and said, cool, I'm also going to sell my house for $14 billion.
0: Right. That's like a Corey Corey, Corey (laughs) Corey Greenwood trade. That's right. Where Corey will go like, well, why don't they trade uh, Zach Wilson for Aaron Rodgers and six first-round picks? Well, because they're not going to give you that. (laughs) Stop it. So, um, first of all, I think you misread this. He said uh, trade offers for... Christian McCaffrey, T. Oh, McCaffrey, so, T. I'm so that's sorry, that's a different guy. It's a different, it's a different player. Um, Lafferty,
1: Daniel, Gilmore, I think, Happy.
0: I think, like, I, I think there's definitely teams out there that that could make the deal. Like, of course, you. So you never want to be the one who looks like you're trying to make the deal. So by saying that you're willing to take offers on him, you you instantly put yourselves in a weaker negotiating place. So firing up with, yeah, we want multiple first. You then are going to get. You're gonna you're gonna separate the wheat from the chat. So like, if I'm gonna call them and go, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a fifth rounder and a this and a that for him. Okay, you knew I wasn't gonna. I was I want I want real value. So now you get a call from the Bills, and the Bills go, "We're so freaking close. We'll give you two ones. We'll give you two ones. You want two ones? We'll give you two ones. And then they gotta go. All right, well those ones are really gonna be twos because they're thirty first or thirty second pick every year. Right. You know, so then you negotiate from there. Or, you know, if you're, you know, I don't know, is it the Rams? Are the Rams say so they can get back in. I don't know what they have left to send you. Like, you gotta you got to find a team that's willing to part with multiple ones, which means they think they're close, but not so close that you're going to get stuck with a
1: 32nd or 31st pick. Wouldn't you think that ranking the Panther roster – you would take Brian Burns as a pass rusher, kind of like a closer role in baseball, and DJ Moore because he's not playing well. Like Those two, for NFL teams, I would believe would be better targets than McCaffrey because McCaffrey hasn't played well this season, and if you're a team that needs a pass rusher and a wide receiver, that price is probably better than the McCaffrey price. It'd be awesome if Buffalo got him. It'd be awesome. Corey mentioned Kansas City. I know Edward Hilarious. Yeah, they've got so many backs. But- I, I just don't think McCaffrey is the guy you move, and even for the future. Let's say they draft Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Don't you want McCaffrey there to help out the rookie quarterback for next season so he's just not getting killed in the pocket? He got some type of other playmaker it on offense? hasn't helped yet. <laughs> that is right. It has not helped yet with anybody under center. Uh, John Danielle said he misses us, one of our favorites here at the Hinaway. I'm glad you miss us. That means I didn't have to see you. I miss you, John Danielle. But my getting better. What other one from Tommy Gross, 13 and a half he sees the early in line for Syracuse and Clemson. I think you said that. Did you say 13 and a half? Did no, I it? said it's
0: probably two touchdowns. but
1: um, 12 I, then. Yeah, well, the, the 13% 13
0: chance to win is what it was. Uh, um,
1: I would uh, I would probably take Clemson at 13 and a half. I wanted six and a half. 13 and a half still makes people want to bet Clemson. That is a lot bigger than I thought, though. Well, then you
0: would take your cues if you thought they could keep it within a seven. Money line. Cue's
1: money line. Pick me up, Boston Dan. Let's go. Get me over the border. How much are you going to bet on that? $5.
0: Yeah. So, Dan and I are, we're, we're bet. So, I, anybody who doesn't know, Boston Dan, myself, guys, have a bet, bet going. Start with $100 in the NFL. Whoever does the best by the end of the season, they win. Whoever does the worst, they have to drink the boot with whatever beer the other two want to put in it. So I just text the group and go, Look, I'm probably throwing more money in today. I screwed up. I, I blew it. Whatever. Dan writes back, I'm at this, which is like, you know, not as, you know, a little worse than we thought he was, but he's whatever. And then we're sitting there like, How are you doing, Mr. Pink Panties? How, where, where are you at right now? My account says zero, zero, zero. Yeah. How much have you put into your account so far? Not as much as you guys. How much? Less than
1: $50. Right. You're supposed to put $100 in up front and bet. I thought it was 100 for the season. About a hundred dollars. Put a like, hundred in and you go. I'm not winning right now because I haven't hit the hundred yet. So all right, so you want to bet, you want to bet Syracuse
0: versus Clemson money line. Yes. Fifty dollars.
1: 50, 50 in a row? Bucks. All of you. them? Right now, fifty bucks. I don't know what does that pay? It no, plus it plus two sixty? Plus two eighty? I'll think about it.
0: How much is straight up? 50 dollars fifty. Fifty bucks. I say Clemson wins. 50, you say, use
1: Let me see the injury report first. All oh right, we got a lot God. of time to play it out here. Still, you're such a wimp. You're such a wimp. <laughs> so you're you and wimp. I, what's our schedule for the rest of the week? You were off on the road here. Are we going virtual? Or are we going taped? Are we are a little surprise? We don't Tuesday, even know yet.
0: So I leave. I leave. Uh, I leave Friday morning for Columbus to go uh, to go help out with uh, open tryouts and everything down there with the Lions and uh, Coach McKinney. So Tuesday can be normal. Um, Thursday,
1: depend how the Yankees play, we can be back under the orange roof. Awesome know about that, yeah?
0: I mean, that's up to you. I, I'm fine with that. I, I'm not going to be out late because if you on a plane it, friggin' ass cracking it on. We'll drop so, you off. We'll take the Uber no. just
1: drop you right off there at the airport.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't have a ride yet.
1: so Nothing's nothing more worse. fun than getting on a plane hungover.
0: No, there's a few things, like all of the
1: things. Everything in life. Yeah, exactly.
0: I already don't like flying, and I like to drink to fly, so I'd have to still be drunk, <laughs> which makes getting through TSA a bit of a bitch. It really isn't the easiest thing at that point. Um, all right, so so as of right now, we know we're doing Tuesday, and then um Saturday we have, uh, like I said, the Lions have open tryouts. We can always hop on the the old link from there. I can be oh, off in the corner after cool we get that. set up, you know, figure that out. But we um, are
1: not back in the hideaway next week. We got some I won't be other here. obligations. Exactly right. I'm cool. I would love the idea of a live You're not Saturday cool. show You're not from me. Columbus You're at not. the tryouts. Be awesome. Yeah, registration
0: starts at nine. Tryouts start at ten. Once the tryouts start, I'm. Actually, I'm just there to supervise and make sure that any neo-Nazi who wants to sign up doesn't get to. So uh, there's a report in the uh, Columbus area that there's a former neo-Nazi who's going around to these open tryouts trying to get onto a team. Yeah. yeah, That's been reported there locally. Yeah, in the news and everything. So I have a picture of this dude that I'm bringing to everything. Uh, Changed the way we're doing signups down there. You have to fill out your paperwork in front of me with your ID. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it, that's Yikes. that's what is you the glory and glamour of owning a football team. I got to go on a Nazi hunt. How's that feel? You want trade? You want to trade? What we're doing on Saturday? No, I'm good. All I'm right, good, fine. very much good. Um, all right. Is it time to watch football?
1: Let's go watch the football. Join us here at the Hideaway. Make sure you come for the one o'clock games. Hideaway will be closing at four today for a private event. So if Ooh. you're watching this, please join it's us. An and- event revolving around my privates. Come to the Hideaway. You have any advice? Yeah. Come celebrate my privates. That's the advice.